Seamus McKillian, and with me always is Red. What's up, people? Okay, guys. So first things first, we just got to tell you right offhand that you know we're doing our best to try and get these recordings, you know, as pearlescent as we can, as smooth as possible. And though it is taking a little longer than we expected, you have to keep in mind that we have dropped four different pieces of entertainment for you guys in the la- in less than a week. Two episodes. And an introduction episode, or uh, what was it? I put a uh, like a trailer out for the episode prior to this one. Oh uh, yeah. The fake news, factual shit. You know, we've done all kinds of stuff, and then I just put the promo out that we just recorded uh, today. So that's mm-hmm. four different things that we've put out in less than seven days. How you like that? So they can't really get mad at us for the sound. You know, the recording being not great. You know, we're doing our best. We're doing our best to make it. You know, as good as we can because we did a lot of time. The first episode, two hours. The second episode was an hour plus, and I went through and edited that whole damn thing and did everything I could to, uh, you know, make it make it as good as we could. You know, not to complain. I don't hear anybody complaining about it. And if you would like to complain, where can they contact us, Red? Seven two seven pod at gmail dot com. That's right. We also have a Twitter page now, and I love the at. Our location is fantastic. It took me a while to uh, really land on that. You know, our our Twitter handle is actually Stay Woke Seven Two Seven, and I went through a bunch of options. Right, the first option mm-hmm. obviously was just Seven Twenty Seven spelled out, and guess what? Somebody already had it. Fucking right. How did that happen? Who? What? <laughs> How strange is that? But then when I went when I resorted back to like. You know, the primitive ages of the internet when you used to have to make, you know, your username, your name, and then like five letters or five numbers. I was like, right. well, fuck it. Stay woke 727 is exactly, you know, kind of what we're going for here in general. Yep. But uh, I'm, uh, factual, factual shit, fake news episode, man. Fake news, factual shit episode. Fantastic. Had a lot of fun with that. And that honestly, kind of created the youtube page the reason to have a youtube page you know to go and put out some videos about those you know those conspiracies that we know are they're possible man that uh johnny depp jim morrison conspiracy fucked my head all up man oh it was it was fantastic dude it was so fun i hope that we can land on something nearly as good for the next show you know when we decide to do another fake news factual shit i hope we can land on something that is that that is that deep where i'm inspired to just be like i think we can convince them of this <laughs> you know no matter what <laughs> even if it, even if somebody else decided to do it which is really funny because we have five views on youtube for that video nice yeah that's not bad at all man and i love that's uh, I love, one five steps closer to going viral baby 
I'm saying, I'm saying you figure within like the next three or four years, that's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because people are going to feed into it like, whoa. And who knows, Johnny Depp might see it himself and start feeding into it and being even more like Jim Morrison on purpose. But uh, yeah, like I said, guys, we have a promo episode out right now. It's just a promo. Uh, it's a quick little jam. It's our intro music. And then me and Red talking about what we do here. And check it out, man. Give you guys some insight as to what we're doing and keep you informed just in case you forgot. And, uh, you know, we're on Podbean now, which is amazing. That's fantastic That's news. Cool. Hell yeah. Podbean's huge, man. Podbean's huge. And I feel like we can get a lot, you know, bring a lot of people over from Androids, you know, that use the Podbean app because it's a fantastic app. Only issue is, is we might be bringing those guys over from, uh, you know, Android. We're not on iTunes yet. We're not on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Tragedy. What a kick in the dick, iTunes. The fucking hub doesn't want us, man. They don't know what kind of content they're not allowing. It's ridiculous. You know, what does our promo say? I think the uh, the iTunes is tied into the secret societies and the the conspiracies of the world, and they just don't want to hear our shit. Yeah, yeah. They're worried. whenever we went through the um, conspiracy um, series with Paycheck and Red, Mm -hmm. those five episodes were probably some of the um, worst audio quality that we have the rest of everything the rest of everything dude is spot on but when we started the um when we started the um conspiracy theory series our quality went to shit and a couple of the topics that we actually touched on we couldn't find anything and it's a popular fucking thing so yeah there's something to that shit man seems to be seems to be the eye in the sky brother uh, I will say for the show, 727, you know, it might be a little difficult for you guys to find because, you know, we spell it uh, a thousand different ways. But uh, for sure, if you're searching for the show, it is just 727 spelled out. Simple, easy. Uh, speaking of which, you can find the show easily on Spotify, man. Spotify, that's probably our the main place people are listening to the show currently, which is super important because that's a huge, huge, uh, you know, huge app, I guess you'd say. Huge community of people, and we're over there. So get on Spotify, man. Check us out if you haven't already. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you know, thank you. (laughs) I don't know what – I was going to say something about leaving a review, but I don't know if that even makes a difference. I don't know. (laughs) Is that a thing? I think the reviews keep us relevant and keep us in the rotation so people can find us easier. On Spotify? Yes. Can They they can review on Spotify? I didn't know that. I have never used it. That's what I'm saying. I think um, I don't use Spotify a lot, but I think that you're able to leave reviews on just about all of these uh, podcast platforms at some point. So there you go. Leave it. Leave a review on whatever the hell you're listening on, man. Doesn't matter. The the more reviews you leave, the more relevant we become, and the and the oh. easier we are to find. So yes, and that's all we're looking for, man. It's not for an, it's not stroking our ego. Even you know it's already it's huge. Right. We don't need you to stroke it. All right, you couldn't if you wanted to. <laughs> Hashtag do work. Like I said, like I said, we dropped out. We've dropped four different things in the last fucking week. This will be five, given give or take a day. You know, you know, in the last two weeks to drop three episodes. Come on. Hell yes. Hell yes. I'm messing with this. On top of the YouTube channel, 
So guys, get over there. Like I said, on YouTube, search for the show, 727. It's merely just spelled out like you, like the same way it would be on your podcast player. Search it on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, man. All kinds of weird, goofy shit's going to be coming to that channel, I promise. That uh, got some bell notification button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I always wondered that. That was a strange... It looks like a skirt to me, you know, like or maybe like a, a person, a, a lady, a robust lady with no arms and head. With a skirt on. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. like her top is very oval. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never, you know, icons have gotten very strange to me. Like, for instance, think about this. I was asking my girlfriend this the other day. I was like, when did we become so used to that damn shape for the power button you know it's that circle with the little dash yeah 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 why when the fuck did that become the power sign that's so crazy i want to get it tattooed but i'm just saying right the crazy Um, right it's we're so accustomed to seeing that like that's power obviously it's fucking everywhere i don't know man i don't ever remember the first time i started seeing it that's a pretty good point i don't know for some reason to me i feel like it resorts back to when we first got accustomed to computers and we were so used to fixing it by just restarting it. And that's how that button felt. And you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just my experience, I guess I'd say. But then again, I was born before computers. So maybe it was a calculator. (laughs) The world will never know, man. I used to make really great. I used to have really great bits on Tuesdays with Mary when I had my co-host Luke and I would just do bits where I'd be like, he's fucking six foot 11, dude, 200, 285 pounds. He's huge. You know, they would not know that. They wouldn't know if he was a hairy man. You know, he, they wouldn't know if he was made of sludge, which he, he always said he was. But my point is they don't know. They don't know until they get over to YouTube, subscribe to our damn channel, check out that latest video, man. You can see my face until I bury it inside of Johnny Depp. Ooh. What? What? <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you remember when you made that reference about him looking like powder? Yes. Yeah, I had no idea who powder is. I just understood the concept. Like, it made what you were saying, powder. It makes makes sense. A fully, you know, white guy, way too fucking white of a dude, frail. I got it. So I just went with it, dude. You see how I see how improvisation works? I don't say, oh, I have no idea what's going on. What is that? I figured it out. You know what I mean? I broke down different scenarios like this is this is what he's got to mean what else could powder yeah. fucking be <laughs> you know yeah powder I feel was like a great it's, movie. It's old, powder was right? a great movie man if you haven't ever seen it check it out it's pretty good is it an older movie uh i'd say late 90s early 2000s it makes more sense to me i feel like i've heard about it that's why i was like it may it, it fits what you were saying i was like the way he looked powder i don't know it all made sense in my head Anybody else who doesn't understand improv or comedy, they would have been like, wait, what's powder, dude? (laughs) Like, move on, man. Flow with it. You know what I mean? We do a a great job about that, and that's what's going to make the new show that we're doing with Brandon Fisher from Sack'em Up Sundays. Go ahead and talk about the new show that we're bringing out. Oh, man. It's called Classic Original. We talk about movies and whatnot, and... It's it's a conglomeration of ideas um, that we that uh, the three of us had to put a movie review, 
um, chit-chat, uh, roast, if you will, um, all together into one podcast. And um, it's, it's, a, it's the official Drama City Productions podcast. Right. Because, the official Drama yeah, City Productions podcast. Three people from that network coming together to do a podcast. Hell yes. Fantastic. It's beautiful. So what I'm thinking is if they want to check out like maybe a, a, a I don't know, maybe a, a sort of an introduction episode to that podcast, go ahead and check out the Tuesdays with Mary podcast and check out the green tapes. You will see exactly what's going to happen with all three hosts. And it's, I don't know, there's a lot of structure, man. There's a lot of lists. There's a great format. And this building stage has been fantastic. It has. It's been an experience so, for sure. They can already find the show, man. They can find the classic original show on iTunes, on Wooshka, on Stitcher, Spotify, fucking Google Podcast, everywhere, dude. Go subscribe to the show already. Get over there, fucking subscribe to that show, and prepare yourselves for the new episodes coming out, guys. Why wait? You know, why wait? Yep. How many podcast how We're many podcasts do you know that feature a guy from Indiana, a guy from South Carolina, and a guy that's in North Carolina, and then yep. a guy who's in West Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense, right? That's oh, yeah, yeah. that's an interesting dynamic. So let me ask you this, Red, because I don't know much about what they would call it in your area. What okay. is it like? Is that the East? Is that the Midwest? Is that the? Uh, that would be the East Coast. Too. I wouldn't say the East Coast, but we are definitely the East. There's only one state dividing us from the ocean, so I'd still oh, yeah. say it was the. I'd say it was at least you know. When, so when you guys would Carolina, appear when I was if in there South, was a right, flood. right, yeah. <laughs> when I was in South Carolina, we were definitely the East Coast because I lived like 20 miles from the ocean. But hell yeah, where I'm at, where I'm at now, there's a state dividing us from the uh, the ocean. So I was, I would say we were the East. So sharks, do you like them? Are you against them? They've never I done mean, anything you... harmful to me. So were you in the ocean very often when you were out there? Oh, man, when I was in high school, I was at the ocean every weekend surfing. How many other gingers were out there bearing that sunshine? Oh, man, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was horrible to start with, but yeah, they were skin, like, as, as, as my skin grew accustomed to it, it wasn't so bad. That's fantastic. Hey, I didn't know that we could. That's awesome, dude. I look forward to going outside yeah. one day. Yeah, man, I live my, uh, <laughs> my child, I live my childhood under the, um, under the shadow of um, lots and lots of sunscreen. Oh, um, yeah. But as I grew older, you know what I mean? Like working outside and all that shit, it kind of kind of grew mm-hmm. accustomed to the sunshine. It's almost it like your bad. freckles kind of protect you. Right. You know, I almost feel like that. It's almost like a superhuman it's a, thing. It's a ginger superpower, man. Yeah, dude. It's like when the sun hits, <laughs> we, can, we're bear, we can bear it. You're never going to see us turn tan, by God, but, you know, our, our freckles are there to make sure that we, you know, I, when I got my first tattoo, the guy tried to tell me that it wasn't going to stick very well. He ended up having to do it twice, and this is with a shitty needle and all that stuff, you know, a bullshit gun. And right. he told me it was going to stick because of my freckles. It wasn't going to do very well because of my freckles on my shoulder, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And then, you know, years go by, and I got more tattoos, and I'm like, this, he's lying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've got a tribal sleeve on my left arm. I've got a travel sleeve with my left arm that uh, requires a lot of black ink. Oh hell and yeah! <laughs> it's it's all it's all over some freckles, and that that shit has been there for fifteen plus years. So for sure, for sure. 
I don't know how many uh, other guys, you know, I, I was, I actually asked uh, Brandon, you know, just because we all seem to be gingers. I had asked him if he had any tattoos himself and he, he doesn't have tattoos like we do, but uh, I feel like we might be the only ones with this amount of tattoos on this network. You know, I feel like we're a special group of individuals on this uh, Drama City Productions network. Yeah, otherwise, we were, cut, we were cut from a different cloth, man. Yeah, otherwise we would have made a show with anybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? How'd that happen? It doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. But uh, the other thing I was going to say about it is I think we kind of removed the classic original show from <laughs> Drama City Productions, but we're, it's probably going to be brought back. I don't know. I had already talked to Ben, and Ben is the host of a Small Town Mentality podcast for you guys' information. He also hosts uh, Regular Stories, but uh, he's the head of Drama City Productions, and he runs all the website and all that stuff and media and shit. And he, uh, I had told him, you know, because I had plans to just get rid of it. And that's what I told Sean. I was like, you know what? I'm just, I had plans to lose the show, man. But, you know, I just kind of came together with some people that I'm on the network with, and we decided to save the show. And that's kind of strange when you think about it all, you know, as a whole. That that's happened with many podcasts, including this one. You know, it wouldn't have happened. I would have been dropping podcasts left to right. But, you know, since we've grown friends from being on the network, it's like the ideas I had for my shows were already favorable to who you were as a person. So you came right out the gate and was like, yeah, we can, <laughs> we can definitely do that shit. That's not going to be a problem at all. And here we are. And I feel like this is never going to be ending, dude, because I, I – like conspiracies is what I mean. But, uh, you know – I hashtag on Twitter, you know, with the new account, like I said, at StayWoke727. Um, I hashtag conspiracy, and that's a fucking trending hashtag, like, constantly. Mm-hmm. So you oh, yeah. know that there's multiple conspiracies all the time, always, every day. This is never going to end. Oh, yeah. And we're always going to have great content for you guys. And I feel like if you're, if you're coming to the show and you're listening to us with the quality that we have now – then you're already in. You know what I'm saying? You've already mm-hmm. committed because you, otherwise you're missing out. If you're coming in here and just being like, oh man, you, you know, Red doesn't sound fucking any more than like he's on a phone call. Well, how many podcasts do you listen to that have somebody featured on a phone call? So it sounds exactly like that. What the fuck's the big deal? Who gives a shit? Oh, <laughs> dude, radio shows had callers. Yes. You know, like, like all the time. Speaking of which, speaking of radio, I wanted to ask you because I was pondering this today because we had made mention of Howard Stern on Tuesdays with Mary. We were just talking about how he kind of – I don't know if that was the episode. doesn't matter. I would mentioned Howard Stern, how he had said you know, podcasting was uh, a nerdy guy's, a lonely dude's you know, avenue, I guess he'd say, something Mm -hmm. that he would be a guy in a basement. You know, that that is basically what he said, and now I'm thinking – Howard Stern is probably so pissed off that he can't start a podcast now. <laughs> right? Yeah. He would have yeah. so many fucking ads on his show for sure. He'd be making hella money. I mean, I've, I've been listening to Howard Stern since he was on the radio. You know, whenever he was putting out controversial shit on uh, public airwaves. Yeah. And it seems like he was more raunchy when he was on the radio and then we got his internet radio show he kind of calmed down a little bit i don't know if howard stern grew up or, or yeah. what but hard to say he in my opinion howard stern is obsolete now mm-hmm. podcasting it's, is yeah it, it, 
podcast killed the radio star. You know what I mean? Dude, we're fucking eating them alive. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, why did why did why is it that every almost every single person that we conversate with have the same like four podcasts they listen to? You can almost name it. You know, there's almost at least there, there's four that you can think of right off the top of your head that at least every person you've spoken to has named at least one of those as the podcast oh. they listen to. So it's yep. like we know what they're kind of looking for. We know the kind. Like, did you see that recent post from uh, Murder and Such or Murder and Stuff? How they had said uh, somebody had their profile. And they uh, were. They were I, think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. So. That's. That happens more often than you would think, where somebody just straight steals your show. Could you imagine? That'd be awesome. I'd be happy, dude. That'd be hilarious. Well, I guess I would just um, love to mention. Dude, we were getting uh, our our show stolen. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's the um, what's the how's the saying go? Imitation is the best form of flattery. Oh fuck yeah! There you go, buddy. It's exactly right. You know, nail on the head. I've always wanted to have somebody steal my pictures and be like, I'm him. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's great, dude. How ugly are you? Right. <laughs> Pick this fucking ginger. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, if you steal this profile picture, you're, oh, man, I feel yeah. for you. He's <laughs> like, I, I can only find one. Well, there you go. That's about all you're going to get. I wasn't like, oh, take my picture. But no, uh, oddly enough, when it comes to the CO, you know, the – classic original stuff uh the cover art actually features the three hosts pictures of all three of us and dude why the fuck are any of us here we're all the same dude we might as well i don't know how'd that happen <laughs> yeah i was gonna when i was um when i was putting that graphic together i uh, i thought about like doing the same thing with those three pictures that i've done with the um jim yes. morris and johnny depp <laughs> <laughs> trying to like blend them all together and to make one dude, but yep, yeah, it did, it's it pretty didn't close, so man. Good. Pretty close. We all have fucking glasses, beards, and we all. I mean, you probably have more of like an orangish hair, right? Yeah. yeah. And I have. I don't. I definitely have like strawberry blonde and gray. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, my 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 beard is more red than anything. But I think uh, we're more ginger for sure than oh, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Brandon's he's more of like a like a like an Auburn, like an Auburn <laughs> yes. kind of color. Yeah, I want to know how many freckles that dude has. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's the qualifier. You know, I don't have any fucking eyebrows or eyelashes, dude. My shit's so blonde. I, my arm hair is blonde. It's insane. I look like a fucking albino when I was a kid, except for I had blue eyes and red hair. It was freakish. <laughs> like I said, imagine what, when I bleach my hair. That's a weird looking dude. I didn't give a fuck, yeah. man. But uh, I used to, you know, moving. I used to, I used, to, I used to skate. I used to skate with a um, with an albino dude. You mean and, like roller um, skating, going to the roller no, rink? Like, <laughs> no, like skateboard, like skateboarding. When you were delivering meals to the, you know, the couple in their car, you'd skate out. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. We would skate around holding hands and shit. No, I used For to sure. skateboard uh, back in the day. Probably the. Tell same me what your favorite brand was. Do I? What What was your favorite brand of board? Um. Uh, probably. If you can remember, I know it was probably a while ago. Yeah, I was a I was a big birdhouse guy. Like I rocked a lot oh, of birdhouse cool. shit. Cool. I would do my favorite because I I fucking love cartoons. 
What do you think it is, just right off the top of your head, if you can remember? What you talking about? Um, skate World Industries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Hell, yeah. Or, or Zero. Mm-hmm. And what was the – what was the, had the – I think Zero had the skulls and skeletons, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another like, birdhouse, but it was like a blindside, maybe? maybe. Independent? Oh, independent for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I check this out. I'll tell you a lot of independent shit. Oh, yeah. I love telling you stories, man, because it just they always pop up and they're stories that I, I, I remember because of talking to you. <laughs> I haven't even thought about it in forever. All right, so check this out. I actually skateboarded quite a bit when I was in high school, dude. I couldn't do anything more than uh, I was like uh, – I can't remember that dude that used to do all the manual ma- uh, manual tricks. Uh, Rodney Mullen. There you go. I, I fucking aspired to be like that guy. So I would do nothing but manuals. I could ollie a little bit. I wasn't doing any jumping tricks because I was so afraid of, you know, racking my nuts, like stepping on the oh, back dude. end of the board, having an itching the balls. Yeah, I wasn't into that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I rarely ever fell, but I could ride like a motherfucker. I was fast and all that shit, and I could do manuals and manual for a while, actually, do some pretty interesting stuff, just stupid Tom Green-like tricks. But uh, right. me and my, I didn't have a good board. I had a shit board growing up. And in high school, this the, all the skater kids, man, had boards, and this one kid basically offered me this deal. He was like, hey, man, uh, I'll sell you my skateboard. It was a world industry fucking deck. It had independent trucks, and I think it was Ricka or Richta wheels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing board, dude. Custom as fuck. So I was like, yeah, uh, what do I got to give you? I ended up having my mom write like a $15 check, and I gave this kid a bunch of – a bunch of uh, suit jackets that I had gotten what? from Goodwill like for like a quarter. Yeah, dude, I had a bunch of them. He was like, I want suit jackets and like 30 bucks. I gave him 15 of it, got the board from him, and I swear to, swear to you, dude, years later, this dude ended up finding that board at my buddy's house and took it back, and I never seen it again. I was obsessed with that skate. That's crazy, asshole. <laughs> Like, I was the first <laughs> dude. How how did I land the one board that I always wanted from from a tech deck to an actual real life board? And here's this dude, you know, I gave him everything but the other fifteen bucks. That should have because because I remember he was even wearing those damn jackets to school. Like, come on, dude. He went from <laughs> skate. He went from skateboarding to suit jackets. Yeah, he was like, I want to be like Green Day. Like, fuck off. Oh yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I remember when uh Billy Joel was a big uh when he was wearing those dress shirts with the crazy ties i really wanted to dress yeah. like that like that's yeah. fucking sick man to look like you're yeah. part of like uh reservoir dogs or some shit every day <laughs> <laughs> believe me that that's my dream remember how we were talking about the butler thing the yep. real the dream is to wear a suit every day i just feel like i get up and i do way too much to fucking look decent smell good and i don't fucking go anywhere so if i had a job that i required to wear a suit that'd be amazing I'm already doing yeah. half this besides wearing the suit. <laughs> yeah, Paycheck got married in uh, March of this year, and I drove down to Florida. I was a groomsman in his wedding or whatever. And um, when I got down there, uh, I had to go get fitted for my tux. Oh, yeah. And uh, we wound up going to men's warehouse real quick and getting suited up for the tux or whatever. And um, they didn't have the same style that everybody oh, was man. wearing in my size. I'm a bigger dude. I'm like 230, you know what I mean? So I'm a bigger dude. So um, they didn't have, so I had to like match the best I could. And the shit that I got was like $500, dude. Jesus. And I wore this shit 
one, and I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't fucking rent it because they didn't have anything on my side, so I had to buy this shit. Oh man, I paid five hundred dollars for a fucking suit. I'm talking a sweet suit, dude. I mean, I'm pretty fucking dope looking in it, and I'm not a suit wearer, you know what I mean? But I look pretty sweet. Right. But anyway, I'm I'm trying to come up with fucking reasons to put this fucking suit back on because dude. I paid five hundred dollars for it, and I've only worn it one time. All right. Story number two before before we get <laughs> this is so this is so fitting. All right, look, man, we had this mindset. All right, there was a while that I lived me and my buddy lived in his parents' front yard. No bullshit. We lived in their driveway in, in our SUVs. We both had SUVs. I was currently working. He wasn't working. And we were both sleeping in our cars, right? But no bullshit. Because we would get up every day during the summer and because it was 130 degrees in your car. So we would get up early as fuck, and we would get pampered as shit right there in the front yard, dude. No bullshit. We would wear dress shirts tucked up, you know, belts, fucking slacks, our hair done up, you know, glasses, smelling fresh. And we would just go sit inside where I worked at the time, which was Arby's. We'd sit there in our fucking suit jackets and stuff, dude. And you have no <laughs> idea the way people will look at you. <laughs> when you. When you don't even have a fucking tray of food in front of you. You're just sitting at the biggest table, the biggest fucking table in the restaurant, two dudes in a suit, sunglasses just sitting there, dude, in their phones. It's the fucking – imagine if you're the other person. It's terrifying. What the fuck do those guys want? What are they doing? Do they own the place? It was our favorite thing to do, and the same, the same exact thing that we would do that same July, we ended up getting all dressed up, and we went to this fucking dude's uh, like 4th of July party. He was a ex uh, soldier. He had been in Afghanistan and whatnot. And we went right. to his party, and it was a pool party. And me, me and my buddy still dressed up, all the way head to toe, bro, like fucking nice shoes, <laughs> slacks. <laughs> and I swear to God, when they answered the door, man, they were like, "Holy shit, what are you guys, G men?" Because <laughs> they were old people. They were like these motherfuckers. And I swear, as you walk in there, everybody looks at you like, "What the." That's amazing. What? Who are these dudes? They, were, you know, because anytime you see that, it just doesn't happen. You know, it's right. a rare case when you see that, but that looks like an important person. That dude's up to something, especially if you don't have a Bluetooth in your ear, because that guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, the suit makes him weird. The Bluetooth in his ear makes him an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You already you don't care about him nearly as much when he's got the Bluetooth. He already thinks he's too fucking important. But wearing a suit, you just get genuine respect. Because people just think you're a nice dude. You have money. You're you're mm. well dressed. Yep. Like, dude, I'm in fucking Arby's. What's <laughs> what? <laughs> hey guys, do you like mysteries and urban legends? Do you like creepy stories and unsolved true crime? Then join us every Tuesday and Saturday at Mysteries and Urban Legends and get to the bottom of weird urban legends and spooky mysteries. And we're back. Once again, I'm Seamus, and with me always is... Red! What's up, baby? Oh, oh man, we had to do it again, right? We had to let you, we had to let you jump on there because, you know, the, the sound for this recording alone has changed in just a mere half hour. It, it has. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties <laughs> in the first half, man. So good, dude. I'm so happy. Like, like at first, I was kind of, I felt like you during the first recording of the promo... 
where it was like, man, I've had a fucking hectic day. This is going to be interesting and hard to be funny. And then boom, you come in hot with this amazing sound and we're back in, man. I'm fully hyped, ready to go. Fuck yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> you were kind of downtrodden a little bit too as well because of the uh, situation at hand because you spent a lot of money on your equipment, as most of us do. Yeah, man, it was it was um it was aggravating if if nothing else. I just I know I spent a lot of money on this shit to to get good quality and I wasn't getting it and you know, just a few minor adjustments and a little bit of calm down and counting to 10, starting from scratch mm-hmm. and I got it working again. So here we are. All right, so let me introduce the first since we, we you know, we talked a lot already in the beginning, network, all that good stuff. Let's get into the actual show here. The first, the two topics we're going to be explaining and talking about, the two conspiracies, conspiracies we're bringing up today. Number one, MK Ultra. That's right, MK Ultra. You know, that's that's what we're doing. We got to do an MK Ultra. Has to. We haven't done it, even though we've been doing episodes about conspiracy theories and talking about MK Ultra on almost every episode. Now we actually have to talk about this conspiracy. Second topic, secret societies. And we had to choose that because we could have said Illuminati, could have said Freemasons, we could have said whatever the fuck happens at Bohemian Grove, whatever those guys are. All this shit could, you know, we just lumped it together. And, you know, Red oh, did a yeah. great job of that because I specifically said Illuminati, MKUltra, whatever, and you were like secret societies, boom, smash it together, do them all. And that's perfect because there's a lot more information. Yeah, it's like an umbrella of secret societies, you know what I mean? You don't just cover one because there's so many. I know whenever me and uh, whenever Paycheck and Red done the Secret Society episode, man, there are I thought there were only like four or five, you know what I mean? But (laughs) when I started doing my research, man, they are fucking everywhere. There's secret societies in every country and continent. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's frightening because it's secret, you know. And anything that people knowledge is power. And when they're hiding secrets, you know, you can't help but to be like they have some sort of knowledge they're not giving the rest of the world. Yeah, definitely. So those are our two topics, MK Ultra, Secret Societies. Let's let's jump right in here and do uh let's talk about MK Ultra, man. What do you think? Before MK oh, hold Ultra. on. Hold on, hold on. Let's stop MK Ultra first. I I want to ask you first before okay. we talk because these kind of all tie together with Secret Societies, MK Ultra and what we talked about in the other episode. I can't remember what it was. But either way, I want to ask, where do you where do you feel like you see the most signs of Secret Societies? Uh, the entertainment industry. That's what I felt too. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like I first noticed when it came to like commercials and mm-hmm. ads, it's like, I get that they're targeted to a specific demographic, but sometimes it's like, those motherfuckers are so obvious. Yeah, definitely. Now, I mean, when I, when I say, um, um, the entertainment industry, I'm, I'm leaning mm-hmm. more towards, um, music and, um, yeah. the, the actor world, the actor and actress world. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And I, when, I, like I said, this is back, you know, when I was a child and I mentioned that commercial I had told you about that was a, happened to be about a bank, but you had no idea that it was about a bank until the very end. Right. Yep. Yeah. From the early, from my early childhood, I remember seeing commercials that were like that. And I was like, they're, they're going after something else here because that's not, their product doesn't have any representation of what this commercial is about. It's insane. But let's get into MK Ultra. And talk about what MK Ultra is because I feel like maybe maybe that kind of ties into it. There's definitely some mind control going on, the all-seeing eyes involved here. Go ahead and explain some a little bit because I feel like I, I only know bits and pieces. 
Well, to start with, we'll give you the definition of what MK Ultra is. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, play on it and it's mind control and all this, but yeah, it's actually, you know, a top secret CIA project that, um, that they've done hundreds of experiments unbeknownst to us citizens, you know, using LSD and other drugs for mind mm-hmm. control. They were gathering information from, from spies and, uh, they used it for, uh, psychological torture. Um, but they, but they only done it for like 20 years. Um, and it went public, I think, oh, what was it, 1975, I think. The government done its own investigation in itself and found out that the illegal activity the CIA was doing, you know, using all these drugs and all these um, psychological torture devices, or I'll say devices, of the mind, rather. Um, right. And they completely stopped it, you know, 75, 76, somewhere in there. But they they started with it in the Cold War, like I say, using it for information gathering and... Um, they used it on the, the Soviet Union, the Chinese, the North Koreans. Yeah, and whenever America used it on the North Koreans, the North Koreans in turn used it to brainwash U.S. prisoners. They they kind of turned it around on us um, and used it against us in the Korean War. So, hmm. yeah, man, I I didn't know that. It's very interesting. I mean, I I definitely knew about the LSD thing. Yeah, and I feel like. Did this have something to do with like uh, making a universal soldier? Kinda. Like they, I know whenever mind, uh, mind control. Yeah, they 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 started with the LSD and um, the information gathering, and then they turned it into brainwashing, kind of forced learning, forced uh, what's the word? Obedience. Right there, you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah, to where they could train. You yeah, know, uh, in individuals to become like super soldiers. Yeah, definitely. Like almost controlled in the sense of uh, by remote. You know, they can say certain words and they'll do you know whatever, what certain have you. Things, right? Yep. Yeah, you know, like get me a sandwich, and you know they rob a subway. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll get you all of the sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is The Amazing Nerd Show. We're a podcast that takes a deep dive into nerd culture. Every episode, we will talk comics, movies, video games, and even wrestling. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean. The Amazing Nerd Show. The show you never knew you wanted. Why do you hurt me so bad? So my thing, my whole thing with it was, in the beginning, MK Ultra was is the name of the program, but the concept was basically the use of LSD to create some sort of a truth serum within said person. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's basically what they used it for, and they and they were dosing these people unknowingly. These people had no idea. They weren't saying mm-hmm. we need 50 people to come in and do this little experiment. They were just using already enlisted soldiers. They were using government employees, you know, and then they would actually con, you know, U.S. citizens into coming in and, and doing certain experiments, not knowing they free, were taking LSD. They were putting it in, they, they were putting in, 
yeah, they were putting it in the water. They were putting it in the food, you know, that kind of shit. So they didn't really know. They, they knew they were coming in for an experiment, but they didn't know they were going to be dosed with LSD and cocaine and um, psilocybin, which is a derivative of LSD. Mm-hmm. In the long run, it bit them in the ass, you know what I mean? Because they got caught and got in trouble or whatever. But in the time that they were using this, they fucked up a lot of people's heads, man. Yeah, that's what you would assume, right? You would just assume because at, I would think even the person that discovered LSD, which is purely accidental, you know what I mean? He he took it mm-hmm. for sure, but the effects were surprising to him. He didn't expect that to happen, and he was high for fucking ever. You know, it right. happened at four. It happened at four twenty. That's the whole. <laughs> it really is the reasoning behind four twenty being in representation of, you know, cannabis and psychedelics. Yep. yep. Pretty, pretty interesting because not, not, not a lot of people uh, make that reference. They're just like, oh, 420. Well, it's you know it starts with LSD, man. <laughs> goes all the yeah. way back to then. So you got to think the dosages even today are still you know kind of muddy in the sense of uh, you know what you're actually what the human body is supposed to be allowed to take. So even a doctor back then when this drug this drug was fairly new didn't know the proper dosages. So you could imagine how crazy it went right oh oh yeah man they were overdosing people on lsd left and right and just tossing bodies to the side you know what it kind of brings me to that uh story from creepypasta about uh the russian sleep experiment that didn't really happen yeah it's kind of like that concept where these motherfuckers would be kind of losing their mind so badly that they would almost have to just be locked away and it kind of makes me think about that russian sleep experiment story where it's like they put these people in a room together you don't know what they're going to see from the other person what's going to be in this room what you know what i'm saying because people sometimes can't even look in a fucking mirror when they're on lsd because of what's going to happen so imagine being trapped in a room with three other dudes also tripping on lsd yeah uncontrolled (laughs) for sure for sure because the dosages would be insane i had a buddy when i was growing up who had supposedly said that he had taken 10 tabs at once at a, in a in a total what? you know um, which that's a lot of fucking hits man that's a that's ridiculous a amount of, acid, of hits dude. yeah he's not well but uh <laughs> wow it, you know in all seriousness it wasn't from the acid though but he's just not well uh right drugs drugs in general but that's what it was you think about that era when this stuff was happening it would it wouldn't be hard to sway somebody to be like hey here's some free drugs or here's some money to take some drugs Oh, dude! If they done MK Ultra now, holy shit! The people that will be lining up around the building to get in this place. Uh huh. Twenty five bucks, and you get it. You get one hit. That's just a good party. That's not an experiment. That's just a good party. For sure, for sure. Especially if you know about it. You know, back then there was there was such uh, like I said, muddy knowledge when it came to this drug that even the doctors couldn't have known the exact amount of dosages. You know. How many hits were they giving these fuckers? <laughs> Especially to try and get mind, mind control over them. Do you ever feel like, I mean, I'm sure you've done acid or LSD before where you've, you've never felt like you could be controlled. It's like, oh, dude, no. it, the world is free right now. What are you saying to me? I love and everyone. The thing, <laughs> yeah, and the, thing, and the thing about it is it wasn't, these people weren't getting paper hits of acid. They were getting straight liquid acid. Yeah, that's what I figured. Just dosages right to the tongue. Yeah, you know, drops. well, either well, either that or they were putting putting it in drinks and food and all that kind of yeah, stuff. I don't yeah. think they were like willingly dropping, you know, droplets right, of yeah. liquid acid on people's tongues. I think they were, because I mean, from what I gathered um, back when we'd done the um, MK Ultra episode, they were using prostitutes to. You mean Mandela effect? 
No, I'm talking about the MK Ultra. Oh, we you're talking about for paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For pay, for paycheck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, oh, um, we're doing that one now. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. They would use prostitutes to lure, um, to lure unsuspecting men, unsuspecting yep. men as they call them, or Johns or whatever the hell you want to call them, uh, to <laughs> safe houses where they would put them in like cock, put the LSD in cocktails. So that tells me that they were dropping, you know, li- liquid acid into mixed drinks and shit. For sure. Because you can imagine even back then they they didn't have the convenience of the paper tab, I'm sure, or at least not the luxury of doing it that way because it's a lot easier to stick a piece of paper in someone's, you know, chicken nuggets. Right. I don't think um, the paper acid came around to, yeah, I don't think the paper acid came around till the era of Timothy Leary. Makes more sense, obviously, probably more in the 80s. Who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, like like I said, back then people were very susceptible and, uh, you know, Depending on where it all started, where where do you think this actually started, location wise? Did you say that? I don't think it actually gives like a dead location of where like where the first like dosing or experiments took place, but I'm gonna say somewhere Midwest West Coast area. It was all military um, based for the most part. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's crazy, but it is. It kind of makes more sense because that is a very high organization where they. You know, I don't know. Are they the people to figure this out? Who knows? So what was actually, the, actually, a lot of it. I don't mean to cut you off. Actually, a lot of it, I think, was done at universities, hospitals, prisons. Yeah. So I don't think, think it trying? went. I don't think. I don't think it went military until they actually done the uh, trial experiments in these universities and hospitals and shit. Right. Okay. So what what did we kind of conclude that they were trying to accomplish from this? Super soldiers, uh, gathering of information, torture, that kind of shit. They were just trying to see, you know, what they could get out of people by dosing them with psychedelic drugs. So in a way, can we assume that it backfired because of the higher, you know, dosing people too much and then people enjoying it too much who got dosed the right amount? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would that's assume. What I would <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would conclude anyway. Like the sun is fucking bright today. Like, bro, it's raining. Yeah, right. Well, this stuff is awesome. <laughs> Whatever it is. You know, I had a fucking ham sandwich earlier, and that thing changed my perspective on life. It's great. You know, how many times did that happen? That's what I want to see, like where the experiments were like the guy was just like totally fine or better. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just right. became a better dude, changes his yeah. life. He's like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, you, you remember um, it was a movie uh second but it um it was a book back in the 60s but it turned into a movie called one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah for sure uh the direct the author of the book uh what was his name kinsey yeah ken kinsey something like or or something like that you see it's a weird fucking last name yeah he went nuts he fucking volunteered himself as a college student at stanford i think and combined <laughs> this is this is where it all started i think uh combined uh musical performances by the grateful dead and fluorescent lights and black lights and all that kind of shit that was like the early development of the hippie culture hell yeah that's awesome i'll tell you the main yeah. reason that i even know about the dude is because of hunter s thompson that's who he was kind of inspired by right yeah that's style and all that good shit 
Yeah, a lot of people uh, coin Timothy Leary and his tune in, turn on, drop out. Um, his whole th- that that was his philosophy. They kind of use Timothy Leary as the father of LSD and psychedelic drugs and shit. But Paycheck and Red also done a episode on Timothy Leary, and you know that's what that that uh, research would suggest. But you know, whenever we done the MK Ultra stuff, we found this Ken kesey dude and to me in my opinion this guy's the father of lsd you know in the beginning you have to be some sort of a madman to even just try to see what happens you know even to mix things you know like if he was to get drunk while he's on that shit or you know to smoke weed it had to been so absurd to think about like that dude's fucking crazy he's smoking a joint and he's drinking vodka holy shit that dude's, you know, smoking a joint and tripping acid. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Mixing all the stuff. Is, I try to do that myself where you really try to set yourself off in your trip where it's like you watch yeah. a trippy film. You set the lights up, the music, all this different stuff. You know, watch a movie with music but no sound. It, it was insane just trying to get that extra to go to that other place, you know, because mm-hmm. you know it's there. It's just like I don't want to take so much that I'm, I'm there forever. <laughs> so I want to try and just get things to trigger it, you know. Like uh, what do they say? Fruit, fruit, uh, crystals, stuff like that yes. can really, yep. yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. Back then, people had to have been taking this stuff to a certain dosage and being completely fine and having a fucking great trip. Whereas there was people that were completely losing their mind, and then there was people right in between, which is what they were looking for. I'm sure that they could somehow control. Yeah, I mean, whenever you get under the influence of LSD, you're very, very impressionable. You know. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I've I've taken psychedelics a handful of times, and I luckily I never had a bad trip. But you're very impressionable. I mean, anything that sets your surroundings off, you know, somebody, just your atmosphere. If you're right. if you're amongst friends, if you're if you're amongst friends, and somebody you know is having a bad trip or whatever, that shit bleeds off onto you, and then yours turns into a bad trip. So when these people are getting dosed, un, un unbeknownst to them, yeah, they don't know what the fuck's going on. They're sitting in a bar having a drink, and all of a sudden the room's spinning, walls are melting, you know, lights mm-hmm. are weak, wicked weird and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's immediately going to send me into a bad trip because I don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, you can't process it. You don't have any uh, reference to that situation in your mind. Right. Like, this yep. is why I'm feeling this way. This is what triggered it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's panic. That's fucking raw panic. That would be terrifying, you know, for sure. And I would hate Just to know that sure. I, I would hate to know that I dropped a hit of acid and didn't know about it and started, you know, tripping and didn't know about acid. Man, yep. Who I knows what you know do? That, I would hate to know that that would happen. What up, slackers? I'm Matt, and I'm Jesse. We're the host of American Slacker, a weekly show that discusses the weirdest in world events. We cover UFC, the latest in technology. Xbox games, entertainment, and music reviews. We have conversations with musicians, actors, filmmakers, and other interesting guests. Twist one up or crack one open with us every Monday to start your work week off right. That's it. There you go. So basically, like we've we've pretty much concluded, is the concept was they wanted to try and get some sort of truth. This to be some sort of a truth serum in a sense. Because they were using it on, you know, opposing forces being, you know, the Koreans, you know, Russians, what have you. Obviously, that didn't. I don't feel like you might be susceptible to certain things. You know, people making your trip more intense that you're around, but it's mm-hmm. not making you be more honest. I've never 
taken LSD and opened up to my friends. You know, I've I've been drunk as fuck. <laughs> my friends there's never been a time i'm tripping my ass off i'm like hey man you know i used to piss my bed growing up and get the fuck out of here <laughs> but when you're and drunk, if you did like, and if you did i would just laugh you off and tell you to go sit the fuck down somewhere for sure it wouldn't it wouldn't really even trigger you because in most cases you're either already laughing too much when you're on lsd or you're not listening to anything around you you know you're somewhere else yep. so how you know like you said in that situation i could definitely see where you could because you're surrounded by people, you could see fucking the, somebody else's reaction making you feel terrible, and then everything goes fucking downhill because that's a trigger effect to everybody else. You know what I mean? As soon as the one guy starts fucking screaming, <laughs> you know, everybody's going down. It's nuts. To segue into, you know, me saying that um, the MK Ultra, when I think of MK Ultra, it makes me think of, you know, celebrities and the entertainment industry. Back in the early 60s, um, there are a couple other famous people that volunteered themselves that are better known than this Ken Kesey guy, the guy that used to write the lyrics for The Grateful Dead, Robert Hunter, I think his name is, the guy that was named the Unabomber, the dude that blew up the Oklahoma City building or whatever, Ted Kaczynski or whatever the hell his name is. Ted Kaczynski. He he didn't blow up the Oklahoma City. That was uh, Timothy McVeigh. Oh, right, 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 right. Whichever whichever one it was, they called him, yeah, the Unabomber. There you go. He he sent all the bombs, remember, in the mail? Right, 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 right. The Um, Oklahoma City. uh, Yeah. Whitey (laughs) Bulger. Fuck yeah, dude. That makes makes total sense. Right. Everybody that you said so far is ahead, and I didn't think about it because in the beginning we had mentioned, like you said, uh, mind control and that, that whole concept and the celebrities being susceptible to it and being the ones kind of on it what i want to just say real quick before you go on this concept here feels like there's something else besides lsd they've figured out a better way because of right i'm thinking i go back to like Brittany murphy and her husband yeah yeah that was something else she didn't look well right whenever (laughs) i think about it you know the Brittany murphy thing is definitely a prime example of it but when i think about it is Beyonce and the Sasha Fierce persona that she has whenever she talks about it she says she feels like she's somebody else that you know Beyonce is not there anymore Mm -hmm. and and that that to me ties together our other topic tonight is the secret society and they are the ones controlling the MK Ultra and all that shit you know what I mean so right so do you think that that, like I said they had to have come up with some sort of better something better than LSD for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's like it's not drugs and I don't want to say like they're strapping electronic halos to these people and reprogramming everybody, but there's something different about it than it was back in the day when they were doing LSD and other psychedelics. You know what I mean? Like there's so many other different ways to go about it. I'm not privy to it, but I'm sure there are a lot more advanced ways to go about it now, whether it's electronically, if they're putting like chips in these people's brains or, or something yeah and there's actually somebody standing on the red carpet with a fucking remote pressing it you know what i mean like but it looks like a camera oh yeah yeah so there you go. i think this is my theory here obviously we're just speculating mk ultra is real these testings actually happened back in the day Absolutely. clearly my evidence here what i'm thinking is this the, the whole concept stemmed from nazi experiments right 
the research the, the research that I've done doesn't suggest that, but I can see where they tie together. Absolutely. Like just the idea of controlling the brain, because I know they fucking did so many experiments over there. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I, I know some, a lot of this stuff has actually been, you know, we've stemmed a lot of things off of what, have, you know, what they've done, what they did as far as experiments and it's twisted as fuck. So I could, I could honestly see this happening where they, they went to another level of like a Jeffrey Dahmer type of situation where they were trying to actually mm-hmm. zombify people, you know, literally just make them work via their command in that sense. You know what I mean? Human zombies, man, going to war. Could you imagine oh, yeah. that? That'd be fucking terrifying. Just looking at a dude, you know, going to fight a bunch of dudes with like a, you know, thousand yard stare. Like, what does that yeah. dude stare? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I picture. This is how I picture war, though. This is how I picture. It. I've never been. I don't. I don't. You know, plan to. I'm not. I'm not that big of a fan. But I also just picture it very, you know, movie like, where it's just a a huge like Braveheart. You know? You know, a huge group of people on one hill, another group on the other, and you guys just finish it, and then we go home. Whoever's the winner, whoever's got the most dudes, goes home. Yeah. End of war. Right. You know, it's very, it's very cartoonish, of course. You know, well, I mean, that, that's to, how it used to be, shit. man. That's how it used to be. That's what, I, what What the hell is the point in having a uh, what is I that? Mean, the pokey thing on the end of your gun? <laughs> the Revolutionary War ended because you know, one side ran out of troops. They had nobody else to fight. So the other team had, the other team had more people left. So they won. Uh, the other team, dude, the other fucking team had more people. You can't play with, you don't got enough people, man. Sorry. The civil, the civil war. Same way. <laughs> Same way. Sense, now man. you run out of people, you recruit more, put them on the front lines kill them and start over again. It's a never ending process. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I feel like we saved a lot of civilians by fighting that way because you knew who, was there to fight that guy right. showed up at the hill yep and when you ran out you know what I mean? game over yeah you didn't go into the city and find the dude crouching inside of his parents house because he's too scared to fight but he's in you know he's in army fatigues like you leave that guy alone war's over he didn't make it to the hill he didn't want to fight game over let's go home pack up your bags son yep, so the government <laughs> said fuck that you're fighting anyway and created the draft that's right and then made kids run and become like enemies of the state because they didn't want to fucking go to war so they started implanting these motherfuckers with chips hitting a button and guess what now they want to fight all everybody fights (laughs) yeah man it's a never-ending process it's all a conspiracy yeah i like that (laughs) hey it's chris from the stackcast join myself christian and missy as we bring you all the gaming news you need to know with our penchant for sarcasm, we're throwing out all the social justice bullshit and are giving you 100% uncensored gaming news and opinion. So follow us down the rabbit hole that is our minds, and may God have mercy on your ears.